Welcome to Tucson New Thought. There are moments in time that are good to just let go. Actually, it's always good to let go. It's good to let go of whatever we've been holding on to from the past. I talked about it a little bit in the 9 o'clock gathering this morning. Uh, it came up and I kept saying the degree to which we dredge the past up into our present moment is the degree to which we will continue to experience the effects that flow forth from that consciousness. And so it's good to just let it go. As I sit here and think, wow, I really, that's not one of my better musical performances. And that's, I'm, I'm not, like, it's, I am highly critical of myself. Right? <laughs> and yeah, knock it off, because here's the thing. That's a moment in time, it's past, it's done forever on video. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had a good time. You know, and it's just, it's just to sing along and just like, you know, just go for it. Yeah. It's a hard song though. It's deceptively hard. It's true. It's deceptively hard because the intervals are very wacky. That's Burt Bacharach for you. Um, <laughs> All right, I have one more thing to tell you about, though. Okay. I, actually, I'm going to start with a question. I want to start with this question. Actually, I want to see... Who has an answer for this? So this is not rhetorical, but don't everybody yell at me at once. What is the definition of love? That's actually kind of what I expected. We all know when we feel love, don't we? But can you adequately put it into words? Can you adequately define what love is? This month, I've chosen as our theme, colors of love. Because love comes in many shades, many different colors. It comes in, 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 in multifaceted expressions. It comes as each and every one of us. It comes in the, in, the, in the manifestation of all creation. That's all love in form. Now, we have a particular definition that we utilize within this philosophy. Actually, I'm going to go to the... Talk. Today's talk is called Let Love Live. We have a definition within this philosophy that we tend toward because it's in a book and we teach from a book. And so I have a way of putting this into words, but what I would like you to really do is to see if these words resonate with you. They may not. They may not. But I'm going to start with what is actually the last sentence in the glossary of The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes where love is defined. The last sentence says, love is a cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible. A cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible. I can feel that. Can you feel that? Right? The definition that we tend toward, though, is that love is creation. Love is the activity of creation. Love it's written, love is the self-givingness of the spirit 
through the desire of life to express itself in terms of creation. All that is saying is that creation is love. The, the, the impulse to create is love. The impulse to be is love. The impulse to have an experience is love. So love is a cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible. Love points the way we teach and the law makes the way possible. Those are the two things we teach in this philosophy. Love, love and law. I was like, oh, I had law over there, didn't I? Love and law. Love is that creative impulse within each and every one of us. And what I am here to say is if we let love live, the law takes care of itself. The law takes care of everything that we could require, desire. It takes care of it all. And we don't have to get in the way of trying to make anything happen if we are truly in the path of love. We have to let love lead the way. You know, because it says love points the way, right? Love points the way. But to what degree are we blocking ourselves off from letting love point the way in our own lives? That is a rhetorical question. The world is beginning to realize that it has learned all it should through suffering and pain. Surely there can be no intelligence in the universe that wishes man to be sick, suffer pain, be unhappy, and end in oblivion. That's Ernest Holmes. He also writes that in the book. He wrote that in 1938. How far have we come? It's still applicable. Is it not? The world is beginning to realize. Have we, are we still beginning to realize? I think in some ways we are. We are still beginning to realize that the kernel of love at the core of each and every one of our hearts can eliminate that suffering and pain that we feel. Because the only time we ever feel suffering and pain is when we think we are separate from the infinite creative source, which is love. When I put that thing out there as love is something that can be attained, it is... It is negating the idea that love is that which is within my own beingness right here and right now and in each and every one of our hearts. We are absolutely not separate from love. We are love. And I got called out. I'm going to tell you, I got called out in class this Wednesday because we had a long discussion that um, brought up this notion. Uh, because one of the quotes in the book also talks about good and bad. And, we, and, and, and in the book, it says that this infinite creative power is good. And I hold to that. And the discussion got into this whole thing. That's my opinion. Not everybody needs to agree with that opinion. But you know what? I'm ready to give up that it's just my opinion. Because I think if we all took a poll worldwide, we would probably 100% say this infinite creative source is good. Love is good. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Right? So I'm willing to give up, give over, let that opinion that I have that I'm in judgment when I say something is good or bad. I'm, in that instance, I think it's okay to be in judgment, to say, I judge love as good. And I'm going to go with that because that's what really switches the on switch in my life to be more creative, to live in the flow more succinctly, more easily. Because love is a cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible, and I am ready to get caught up in that infinite cosmic force, the sweep of it. 
But the only way I will do that is if I accept it in my own heart and call it good. We do not live in a prison. We do not live in a prison. But we can imprison ourselves by our thoughts pretty quickly by thinking that we are somehow rooted in limitation. And the more we take love into our hearts and let it live, the more we free ourselves. And you know, a prisoner, I, I just, this is gonna be really dark. I just wanna imagine yourself sitting in a prison cell, right? What? Yeah. Wanna imagine yourself sitting in a prison cell. And you're sitting there, you've got the walls or the bars or whatever, I've never been in prison, so I couldn't tell you exactly what it looks like, but the walls, the bars, everything, you're in a cell. And you know, you can imagine that there's a world beyond the limitations of that cell, but I'm not necessarily experiencing it. What I do know is that when I take the step, and I'm gonna say that this is a prison of my own making, and so when I take a step outside, it opens up an infinite world of possibility for me. And the only way that I unlock that cell is with love. That's it. So I don't want to sit back and imagine a world of love. I'm going to step through that door and I'm going to live a world of love. And the degree to which I do this, and the degree to which we can each and every one of us do this, I believe we are changing the world. It has not just begun. We are stepping into the activity of love. Now, there's a lot of darkness that we're experiencing in our world right now. Yes? Yeah. And, and what, I, what I keep, people ask me about it all the time, like, well, you're a minister. They do it just like that. Well, you're a minister. <laughs> What do you have to say about all of this darkness that we're experiencing? And I say, well, you know what? And I do it just like that. Ready? <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> the darkness is a reflection of something that has been underneath the surface all along, that has been below the level of our awareness. And what's happening now is we are bringing it to the level of awareness where we are no longer imprisoned by it, where we can step through the door and do something about it. We can shine the light of love on all of it, but it must be rooted within each and every one of us to let love live within our hearts, to embody that infinite creative power of love that is the truth of who each and every one of us is. We are that which is. There is absolutely no separation, but in the degree that we believe that we are somehow separate from it, that's when we experience the suffering and the pain. You want to know what's happening in your mind? Look at your world. Because once you begin to actively take charge of what is happening in your world, know that the change that you seek is completely within your own conscious use of this infinite mind. We change the world. And that's what, that is what is being called for now. There is a collective awakening worldwide that is happening. Now, what happens when something collect, when, when there's a collective awakening? Ooh, you know what happens? Those dark corners, they're gonna fight like H-E double hockey sticks to stay in your life. 
Things will fight to stay in your life. The darkness will fight to stay in your life. But you know what that requires? More love. It requires pouring more love onto those dark areas and enlightening them so that something new shifts in your own mind and it creates in the world. So do not fear the darkness. Do not fear the things you see out there that feel not so good. Absolutely do not go into what we call spiritual bypass, which is to go, oh, that doesn't exist. It does exist. It does exist because we are experiencing it. And we can do something about it. But it starts with doing something about the infinite it in our hearts. Our nature expands beyond the imagination and what we think becomes our reality. So if we want to live the reality of light and love and life free of darkness, that starts right here. And it is not something that I'm going to try to do out there. You can decide to be a prisoner or you can decide to live in freedom. What choice are you making today? Are you going to shine love onto all the things that you see on social media? I, I finally took myself off Twitter. Cesspool of awfulness. And, 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 and frankly, I love Facebook, but Facebook's getting just as bad. But what I do know is that as I see it, it is the clue to me, not of what's happening out there, it's what's happening in here. Because if it's in my experience, I become responsible for it. I become the one who can do something about it. The minute I see it, I can do the spiritual, the practical spiritual work that is required to do something about it. And it is not to say, I don't see that, I don't see that, I don't see that. No, I do see it. And that's my clue. That's my work. And so I go into prayer. And I allow myself to root into this thing called affirmative prayer that we teach in this philosophy. And the only purpose of affirmative prayer is to change our minds. Because when our minds change, we create a new mental construct that must present itself in the world of form. And the form changes. But everything that shows up, that's the clue. Embodiment is what we're going for. The embodiment of love. The embodiment of letting love lead the way. Letting love live within our hearts. Letting go of any notion that is unlike it. Gandhi said, where there is love, there is life. Martin Luther King Jr. said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Nelson Mandela, no one is born hating another person. When you bring up the child, the baby, they're born just as expressions of love and nothing else. So I'll start the quote over. No one is born hating another person. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. Love comes more naturally to the human than its opposite. Mother Teresa wrote or said, I don't know which, Love begins at home, and it is not how much we do, but how much, we, how much love we put into action. Now, that action is the impulse of the creative source. 
But the first thing we do is we align ourselves with the infinite wholeness through our spiritual work. And that, infinite, that alignment impels us into action. Love is the pattern that connects all creation. That is how we are. You, you may have heard this. Some of you will recognize this from perhaps your religious upbringing, since many people come to this from a religious upbringing. We are taught that God created itself. We are created in the image of God, right? Anyone ever hear that? Yeah. yeah. That is absolutely true. Because God and love are synonymous. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Love is the pattern that connects all creation. That is how we are created in the image of this divine power. That we are love. We are love. Can you just take a moment and feel that cosmic sweep? It's here right now in this room. And begin to imagine that it is expanding beyond the physical limitations that we perceive that this energy that is rooted in our own conscious mind right here and right now is moving past these walls and past this complex, moving out into the city, past the boundaries, all the limitations in mind, because that's what boundaries are. They're simply limitations in mind. It is moving beyond and beyond and beyond into the infinite universal wholeness. And the love at the core right here, at the center of our beingness, reaches to the far reaches of the universe. And in that, we are all blessed. You can do that any time. I do it all the time. I love to do that. I love to sit down and say, in what way am I connected to the infinite wholeness right here and right now? And how is that moving beyond my sense of physical limitation? It's all energy. Even what we perceive as matter, it's all energy. Within each of us is that place where we can lose ourselves to love with abandon. I get, um, I, well, people comment, have made lots of comments recently, uh, comments I'm grateful for about my capacity for being up here and just letting it go. You know, I do prepare notes but sometimes what I do is I let love take over and just speak. And people say, wow. And I talked about it in the 9, 9 a.m. Uh, where I said, you know, I do this random reading and I do a whole talk based on the random reading. And I said, that's gutsy. A lot of ministers would never do that. I know ministers who sit down and write every single word of their talk. Uh, the, mm, huh. They write it all out. Sometimes you just got to let spirit take over. So are you ready to lose yourself with abandon and live more freely in this moment and in every moment? And in that, know that you are inherently safe because of who you are. You are safe. It is my desire that this space becomes a construct for people to express themselves in the most magnificent way, in whatever way they can, in whatever way they must, so that they can more freely be themselves, the truth of themselves. Because I think we all put up a lot of masks to hide the truth of ourselves. 
And I don't ever want to do that. My, part of my goal is in, in ministry is to be transparent. And so sometimes I get up here and I have vulnerable moments. Right, William? Because that vulnerability, I think, is more telling than any aspect of philosophy I can spout out. Because I can spout out a lot of it. I want to live this. I want to live this. Do you want to live this? So what's holding you back? That's a rhetorical question. But I think it's important that we all start to say, what is really holding me back? Why do I feel, I don't know, why do I feel ashamed to be the most magnificent me I can be? I've felt shame in my life around lots of things. I've addressed a lot of it. It still rears its ugly head once in a while. But I know that the only antidote for that is love, self-love, truly knowing who I am. For we are deepening more and more and more into that place of recognition that we are one. We are, we are the macrocosm expressed as the microcosm. Or as Rumi put it, we are the entire ocean in a drop. There is no sense of anything other than this unity. From this place, from this place, we can actually perform seeming miracles. And actually, we wouldn't be able to help doing so when we embody it 100%, when we let go of any notion of limitation of any kind. Ernest Holmes said, the thing that we look with is the thing that we have been looking for. The thing that we look with is the thing that we have been looking for. So rather than trying to find the answers out there, oh, this is dangerous, I'm like, but still keep coming on Sunday. Um, <laughs> mostly because I like you guys. Um, the thing that we have been looking with is the thing that we have been looking for. So come here on Sunday and let me be a mirror to reflect to you what it is you need to hear because you're reflecting to me what it is I need to hear and that's the secret to ministry. I only ever talk about what I need to hear that Sunday. Look at life through the lens of love and that alone will clarify your infinite vision. My charge to you, my charge to you this week, this is your homework. I want you to prove this in your life. I want you to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are an infinite creator and whatever you have been working on, whatever you have been working on to create in your life, you have one week left to do it. <laughs> See, everybody laughs. Everybody laughs, but here's the thing. Why does that seem impossible? Why does it seem like you can't do it? What if I gave you 24 hours? Whatever it is you're looking to create, you have 24 hours to create it in your life. And it may seem like a miracle, but that is the power that is at hand that is coursing through and expressing as you. So you have one week. You have one week to prove the principle of creation. And I will check in next week. And I'm going to see, by, raise, by people raising their hands, I'm going to say, how many of you actually achieved that thing that you were looking to create in your life? 
It may seem like a miracle when it happens, but it will happen if you do the work. If you do the work. And the work, ultimately, is letting love live. Thank you. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of My Sunday Message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.